Blog Talk Radio. Everybody, recruiting animal here on January seventeenth, one seven, twenty eighteen. You know, every so often I have to make a public service announcement for people who just stumble onto this show. Yeah, and this is what I want to tell you because this is one of those announcements. The recruiting animal show is infotainment. Infotainment. That means it has real content about how to recruit, but it tries not to be boring. It tries not to be boring. That means we joke around sometimes. You understand? And that can make the show just a bit transgressive. You know that word. It's a bit hard, but I know you understand. It means it's not always polite. So if you're very strict about never being offensive to anybody, you are in the wrong place. You probably should go away, okay? I'm urging you not to listen. Go to another show because this one isn't for you. Look, my good friend, the job board doctor, posted on Twitter yesterday that he wishes that his favorite show, which is not this one, would have more knockdown, drag-out fights. I'm quoting him like the Recruiting Animal Show. He wants his show to be a bit more like this one. But look at this. Ten years ago, when that show started, and I should note that it hasn't been on ten years steady. There was a a hiatus of about eight years. Anyway, when it started, the host posted this on his blog. He said quite clearly, we will purposely touch on subjects that are controversial and more than likely will disagree on certain topics. Although, don't expect any recruiting animal, WWE, that's the worldwide wrestling organization, don't expect any recruiting animal rage performances. In other words, he said he didn't like this show, and he wasn't going to be like me, and he wanted everybody to know it. He wanted them to know that if passion is what you're after, his show was not the place to be. And I'm telling you just the reverse. If you don't like passionate conversation, stay away from me and stay away from Jerry. Speaking of which, Jerry, Jerry, what show is this? The Recruiting Animal Jerry, thank you. And I also want to thank my sponsors, Martin Snyder, the boss at PC Recruiter. It's the Swiss Army knife of recruiting software. Nintran, the COO of Hire Tool, H I R E T U A L, the super duper sourcing tool. And finally, Nick Livingston, the CEO of Honeit, H O N E I T, the online interview technology and uh you know jerry jerry's not really here i'm pretending to talk to him (laughs) jerry used to call me to tell me that he wasn't showing now he just doesn't show up anyway i'll just tell you what i was going to tell jerry i was reading stuff today about how people are still shocked to discover how awful matt lauer really is and i was just wondering if people are going to be saying that about me and jerry a few years from now oh we just thought they were nice guys but really behind the scenes oh boy anyway uh the guest today is a guy from england i don't really know his name's ashley cooper and i know he's here ashley welcome to the show hello hi okay okay yeah i can hear you thank you uh we checked that already remember look it, it, unfortunately dolores o'rordan died uh, yesterday and i thought we might do a, a little tribute song to her are you are you, are you into that well I zombie don't know. I really you don't know who she is no in your anybody else want to sing with me anybody zombie come on 
In your head. Come on. In your head. Not one. Zombie. 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 Nobody? Come on. Boy. Anyway, I don't even know that. Okay, I'll do it. I, I, you know, this is one of those shows. This is it's going to be an uphill battle, it sounds like, right at the beginning. Anyway, Ashley Cooper, has a, he has a Twitter uh, address. The last, last guest didn't, really. He's at ITSCooper2. Now, that, that's a great, it's a great Twitter name, ITSCooper2. It stinks, okay? If I were you, I'd change it, but at least if people want to criticize you on the show, They've got something to do it with. You recruit IT people, yes or no? Yes. Yes. Okay. And you also recruit recruiters to be part of a, a recruiting co-op organization. Is that true? Yes. Does that sort of express what? Yeah. Okay. That's good. Uh, yep. So let's talk about let's talk about that last part. Okay. Your company uh, provides. Uh, this is right off your LinkedIn profile. Advertising brand marketing, back office support, office space, IT systems and communications, uh, consultants, or player managers. I think that you – we'll come back to it, but I think that means they work for themselves and just pay a, a central office a fee for all these services. Uh, am I right? So how does, how does it work? That's like, correct. Yeah, uh, exactly. Yeah. So, do, but do they work remotely from their own uh, office, home offices or whatever, and then some, have the option some, to you know, get interview space when they need it? How does that work? Yeah, if they're local, they come in two or three times a week maybe. If they, But some people are a long way away, so they just work 100% remote, come down once a month maybe. Okay. And so you say you provide advertising. What does that mean? Job boards any kind of you know i just pay for all the tools really that they use um that's a mixture sometimes it's ats's you know just we use different ats's some of the guys share you know it's it's a it's whatever they need to so they can just focus on on being recruiters the same as if they work for a big company they don't have to worry about any of the logistics around the tools they need job boards candidate pools etc invoicing, you name it. Still there? <laughs> <laughs> You're on your own, man. Oh, okay. Yeah. So that's it. They, 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 if they want me to be their boss, I can give them, if they just want to do their own thing, Hey, they do their own thing. Um, we collaborate sometimes if they work at home on their own they can't do they can't deliver to masses of stuff so they share with other people in the team so we can work in a sort of virtual team environment but essentially they're all responsible for their own destiny and their own kind of desk and they're not all IT recruiters so some are sales and marketing engineering financial services and that's about it You need to be keep going, dear. I feel like I'm talking to the ether now, and nobody's actually listening. But um, I guess it's uh, actually I'm listening. Oh right, well, I guess it's all part of the show. Hey, so um, yeah, I've been doing this ten years. Actually, can that, you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Who are you yeah. talking to? Can you hear? Who are you talking to? I, I was talking and shouting, and nobody answered me. Okay, I had to call back in. All right. What okay. Were you saying? Well, I've, I've been here. What's been, what's here. been going been on? What's been talking going on? about stuff? Just general. Who are you stuff, talking you know? to? You're talking to me without <laughs> me even being there, right? Okay. Well, so I you provide. Talking, yeah. Trying to fill. He's oh, trying to fill the oh, gap, man. While you were gone, you left, Who? not the gap. Yeah, okay. Kathy, get off that speakerphone. Pick up the handset, okay? Get some exercise. Gee whiz. What's wrong with my system? Okay, okay. So you provide the job boards, okay? And then you provide marketing. What does that mean? Brand marketing. What's that? Well, you know, just the kind of imagery we use, which is around chairs, empty chairs. We fill empty chairs. So the website is the central website that they all share. 
Um, they can have space on the website if they want, but most of them just, just you know, they don't want to do the blogs or they're just happy doing yeah, the okay. recruitment. Back office you know. support. Uh, uh, let's let's pick it up. I, I'm depressed already because of that technical problem. Back office support. What's that? Invoice and credit control. Oh, really? You do all that stuff. My PC okay. doesn't and then, work, you know. <laughs> well, no, no, IT systems. So you've actually got tech tech guys who will help people remotely? Uh, I do it myself, but, yeah, I, I'm pretty tech savvy. Oh, so you do that we for the other – have... Is this your own company? Do you own that company? Yeah, yeah. Okay, I, you know, maybe I'm making you confess something you didn't want to say because you don't. You just put yourself down as like business development manager and stuff. You don't say I own it. Okay, so is there anything else I should ask you about that? No, I, I, I started. With... I, I had business partners when it started, but they've left. So, um, uh, is that you a know, good thing or a bad thing? Is, is that a good sign uh, or a bad sign? It turned out to be a good thing. It's turned out to be a good thing. At the time, it was you know. It was a bad thing, but uh, it's, it's it's fine actually. Animal, okay. I have a legitimate question. I really do. Go ahead. I, you go ahead. Um, do you do you share a LinkedIn recruiter license with your virtual recruiters? No, we don't. None of them use LinkedIn for other than a, a directory of hiring managers. We don't recruit on LinkedIn. We use Why job not? boards primarily. Uh, I think job boards are better. Oh, really? I guess so it depends on what you're recruiting. What level Go ahead, Kathy. What level of positions are you sourcing for? Um, the higher level ones usually are not on the job boards. Well, I suppose below, uh, in, in pounds, maybe it's below 80K and above 25, 30K. Everybody here is from the United States except me, okay? So put it into okay. dollars. Can you do that? All right. Oh, I don't know. So whatever a software developer or an architect gets or a project manager, maybe a CTO, maybe, um, you know, support and then marketing managers, marketing. CTO, chief technical officer, that's fairly senior. Yeah. 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 And they're listed on job boards, these people? Yeah. Yeah, you'd be surprised. Are Are they currently working or are they looking for a new job? Uh, bit of both bit of both the last CTO I placed was last year he was just looking for a job locally so he said alerts we put an advert out he responded two days you know there's your guy but was he you know, still working at his current position yes he was yeah but he was actively looking because of the travel he had in his current role alright thank you wow. Okay, Kathy, this guy's in England. So you, you, he's, he might be a little different there because he wrote an article on LinkedIn, and he says, and I didn't understand it really until this second, he said that job boards are the engine powering everything he does, right? And, and he says we stick to the big generic job boards. You don't find that the niche boards are that good. Am I right? That's correct. And what boards okay, are those? Okay, so it's like the opposite are? of what boards what? are those? So Kathy? job site monster. It's it's really it's it's I like the polar you. opposite of here. I would think then. I mean, don't see I'm their employers shocked. see that they're looking. If they have the a resume, the employers are, are their employers, Kathy? Are their employers scouring these job boards looking for the employees? Well, you know, if they're from a big company, how many times, Animal, have you seen someone who's currently working for one of your clients that has one of their resumes out there? I don't know. I, I, actually, I've run across actually, that quite a bit. Actually, what about that? Answer her question, please. And pep well, it I don't, up, okay? I don't see that. You're too late back. I mean, you, You're too late. Take some advice from me. You're too late back. Pep it up. Remember what I said in the intro? Infotainment. Don't forget the attainment part, okay? Go ahead. All right, okay. Okay, so the jobs are full of people that are happy to share their contact details they're too lazy to take the details sometimes if they found a job. So, again, you've got a whole directory of hiring managers on there. It's a place people – they're half – half the decision to move jobs has already been made when they registered on the job board. So, if there's millions of candidates on there, I think the key is to find what is on the job boards and then 
sell those effectively to the employers who seem to like LinkedIn if they have internal recruiters. They just shy away from job boards. I don't know why. So if they like and you, LinkedIn, why don't you present them from LinkedIn? Well, I've I, I never... If you find people on LinkedIn, how do you know if they're looking for a job? I mean, I've got a, re, a recruiter license on LinkedIn, so I don't know. Maybe people... That that gives you a secret like sign that says this guy's up for a job, but uh, it's, no, it it's doesn't. Time that you would just cold call or or email or whatever you would do to see if they might be interested. That's I'm just wondering. Yeah, if but if clients it, prefer we, you know passive candidates, why aren't you on LinkedIn? Are you saying the the, the, the clients prefer? He doesn't believe candidates. in passive candidates. You yeah, that's your I opportunity. Don't believe in passive candidates. I'm not going to argue. I disagree with you about that. Obviously, some people are looking for jobs. They're active candidates. Those are the guys who have their resumes on job boards, like Kathy says. The passive candidates, you know, you you set up a straw man. You said in your article the passive candidate is someone who's, you know, not actively looking, but they're still glancing at, at, at job job listings. That's not what a real passive, that's semi-passive. A real passive is someone who's not looking. You call them out of the blue. They're happy where they are. You have to sell them on the job. It sounds like you don't want to have to sell people on the job. Am I right about that, yes or no? No, that's not strictly true. If the client's paying me to do that, that's fine. That would be on a retainer. But if I'm just working contingent, I might as well go to the job boards because the work involved, yeah. Okay. Does anybody else besides Kathy want to come in on this on either side? Anybody before I move on? If if he wants to do that and that's working, I see no problem with that whatsoever. Yeah, he but seems does it make to be it talk, we find it unbelievable. Michael G. Michael G. Cox, do you find it yeah. not shocking like Kathy and I find it shocking? Why, why would it be shocking? He, he has uncovered candidates, even though they're active, that his clients are either not accessing, completely ignoring, whether it be because of a blind spot or laziness. Michael, that, that, may I respectfully disagree? Because that employer then could go right onto the job boards, do a job, do a name search, and say, I already have this candidate. Well, but yeah, but then, you agree that up front. That you, you yeah, you, you've that got that in your agreement that says I've submitted this candidate for you, and and some agreements even contain I've submitted this candidate, and if you, you go and find it inside of your own applicant tracking database, I now, still we, should receive credit because I've uncovered this candidate for you. Right, I understand, okay. and that's if your client is honest. But if your client is, you know, doesn't want to oh, pay the well. fee, then you know. Yeah, it, it, you're going to have that problem anyway, Kathy. You're going to have that problem anyway. That's true. Let me move on to it. Let me move on to another issue. Ashley has uh, who's that? Who's who's the who's the fucking guy there? Is it? It's not Rich Rosen, is it? No, the sound like he had a British accent. No, it didn't sound like it to me. But if he if he if he starts up and doesn't talk normal, well, I'm going to have to cut him off. Hey, hey, listen, Ashley, you've got a special yeah. method of assessing the value of a job board. You take the number of available job hunters or the number of resumes, I assume, on the job board, and you divide it by the cost per month. Is that? Is, am I yeah. right about that? Yeah, that's so right. Yeah. If if there's 5 million resumes there and they're charging you like uh, 500 pounds or whatever that is a month, then you're figuring it's 100 pounds for a million candidates. And so you're going to go for the, for the job board that gives you the, the most candidates for the least cost. That's how you decide which job board you're going to use. Am I right about that? Yes. Okay. And, and, you, and you've experimented with uh, – these niche boards that have less people and stuff oh, like yeah, that? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. A lot of times. The thing is, most recruiters, certainly in my, my group, have a go-to job board. So if they pick up a, a requirement from a from they go to their go-to job board, they find a candidate, they place the candidate. If I then say to them, which is the best job board, they say, oh, this one. But I'm like, but you didn't search the other three. 
oh yeah, because I'm going to be on this one. But everybody has a different go-to job board, and everybody has, um, you know, if I go to one job board, there's no candidate. I go to another job board, there's no candidate. I'm not going to go anywhere else other than back to the client and say, hey, these aren't out there because I've got 11 million candidates and none of them meet your criteria. Let's talk about how we can reshape job to what I can find. Okay, hold on a second. So with these candidates on the job boards, you say that you're not concerned about how old the resumes are, right? No, not at all, because that's the same as somebody on LinkedIn, yeah, but except you have their details. Yeah, but if the resume's five years old and you're telling your, your, your client, uh, oh, there's nobody out there, well, you're including a whole vast uh, uh, population of candidates who aren't really candidates, potential candidates by your own standards. Are they their, no, but you, their resume you come across one, Yeah, but if you come across a five-year-old resume and you look on LinkedIn or GitHub or somewhere and you find the guy, you can see, hey, he was a junior developer, now he's an architect. You've still got his phone number because you've still got his resume. Yeah, but what happens if the guy goes from software engineering to, to becoming a lumberjack and now you look like an idiot? No, but I'm not going to present him to the client until I've spoke to him, am I? So now you're going to speak with them where you just said if it was a contingent, you're really not going to put the effort in, but if it's retained, you are. No, but I'm still going to speak to him before even contingent. You're still going to talk to somebody before you submit their details. Good. I'll make sure that the job is for them, you know, that it fits their parameters. Cool. Okay. And you also, this is how you measure, somehow you also figure out the number of placements you've made from different job boards. You figure yeah. that in. To, I so, do. Well, how do you relate that to this? Go ahead. It's a little bit skewed because of the fact that some people only will only go to one job board. Now, we use about six job boards at the moment, but I pretty much use two exclusively. And if... If I, and I'm struggling. If I'm on the other job boards, I'm struggling. So I go back and re, redefine the the the, the so job which description. Are, which are those? Which which are the two? Do you want to tell us which ones you use? Yeah, I don't mind. Yeah, I, I use job site and total jobs every time. We don't have those here, right? Those are English, or yeah, they probably something. are. Yeah, they're they're European now. They're both owned by Stepstone. How many uh-huh. placements do do you make monthly? I'm just curious. with with your team. Uh oh. Uh, I don't know, maybe s- s- between five and ten. Okay. On a team of what? A team Come of probably four people that work full-time and three part-time. Wow. Okay. Okay. So here's you, you've got an art, another article. I'm moving on from job boards. But you know what? I mean, what you're suggesting is, I don't know if it works for North American recruiters, that you – you can make a living with, uh, uh, you know, it must cost a lot of money, though, to be have access to six job boards. But you're saying you only need two. So I don't know how much. It's going to cost you still over $10,000 a year, right? Probably. Oh, yeah, I but I think if you only, I don't know how much LinkedIn is, but, but I think that's, you know, more expensive. You know what? I, uh, I, I, think, I have a really quick question, Animal, before you move on. The recruiters that yeah. work for you, do you get a percentage of their of their fee or – do they have yes. to contribute for the cost of the job boards? How does that work? No, I get a percentage of their fee. Okay. I sometimes really? give them I the work, though. I thought that's, that was your, your selling point to bring people in. You said you don't want uh, you, you know, people who are tired of pyramid <coughs> sales uh, structures, which, you know, your superiors take a percentage of your fee. That's why they'd want to just pay you a, a, a service fee. And, and not have to share a percentage of their fee. Now you're saying you you you, you skim the, the the top. Yeah, What's but I've got the thin there? end of the wedge, not the thick end. <laughs> okay. They take the okay. you know you've they take to, the the yeah. Yeah. Okay. You've got to, You're not taking a lot from them. You don't. You know. You want to give us uh, more details or just leave it at that? Yeah. Uh, ask it more specifically. Typically 30% maybe. But if I, Go I, ahead, I, I might provide them with the work, so I might give them less or more depending on the nature of the engagement. Well, here's the question. So let's say that the fee is $20,000, at least in Southern California at a few places I used to be at. The house took half right off the top, the company, not anybody individually, and it wasn't a pyramid scheme. So the, 
the client side account manager and the candidate facing recruiter then split the remaining 10,000 in various ways. So if it's a 20k yeah. fee at Park Ellis, how does it work and how does it work out? Roughly. I don't think he got your question. In other words, if it, if the fee is $20,000, who is involved in getting a piece of what part of the fee? I think he was saying it depends if he provides the the rack or not to the recruiter. So he's the so he he's the client Hold facing on. recruiter. Sorry, I don't know. He was on the direct connect and he disappeared. I mean, he I can't get an mad. Animal. I I disappeared before. <laughs> I mean, so <laughs> we have to talk among ourselves for a little while. You know how that goes. Uh, you know, well, yeah, but Alan, I got a question for you because you said. Okay, there were, I had to, I'll, I'll just keep my eye open if he calls back in. But I posted that uh, article from uh, Social Talent, and it had the uh, essential um, interview questions. Yeah. And you said you were going to tell me something in private. This is private. Why, 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 why do no, talk about that? No, that's, no, that's okay. I liked, I liked the questions. I just thought that from a posting perspective, I think the questions were – I think the questions are a lot of it depends. Some of the all the questions are good at various times of the interview phone call. I I do think though that, you know, a hobbies hobbies question can be a really good question. I think some of the other ones are, you know, sort of not as telling. Well, let's I vote think, on them one at, let's vote on them one at a time. There was a whole list of essential questions on the social no. talent blog and I posted them I posted them on on my uh, Facebook group and most people didn't like them at all. The first one was, what are your hobbies? So Alan liked that, that question. That question is good, but it depends on which phase of the interview process you're exactly. in. Exactly. What do I, you mean? Terrible question to ask maybe for you know, in, in a very initial conversation. Um, or maybe you're, you're using a different angle where you're trying to develop some sort of a, a rapport or connection where it works really well. And also, it might be better. What, in the, what are you looking for? Oh, hey, he's back, Ashley. Hey, Ashley. I'm back. So, hey, so, thank goodness. Yeah. <laughs> Man, somebody's trying to wreck this show. First me, then you. We know we've switched gears entirely. Even though I'll go back, we're talking about essential interview questions, and we're surveying each other to see if we like them. So, what about what's your take on what hobbies? What are your hobbies? Is that a good question? I don't really think it matters. It's probably more damaging in some respects. Disagree. Why? Because well, there's well, some hobbies that there's hobbies that tell me Go a great ahead. deal about somebody. If if specifically if somebody's been a musician for a long time, that tells me a tremendous amount about somebody, especially for a sales role what? or any role. What does it tell it tells, you? What you what want does to know it what? Tell it, you? When was the last time yeah, you worked direct? Um, no, it tells me that they know how to practice, 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 practice to to perform, and they understand there's incremental improvements over time, and they're willing to make that commitment, just like if they're involved in, say, martial arts or sports in college, which is a real easy one for a lot of for a lot of companies to want. But that tells me a lot if they if they've done anything over a long period of time. Now, if they've been collecting baseball cards for six months, I don't really care. Okay, hold on. Let's take that sports in college. How relevant is that to the kind of person Ashley is recruiting? Um, Depending IT upon his people. role, it could be tremendously. Because Give me one example. About a, okay. Teamwork. Go Teamwork. for it. Yeah, thank you, Kathy. And also, uh, a lo some, if you're working on a big software application, it can get pretty dull, and you need to have the focus and the drive and the commitment to keep finding and searching out the little problems. And if you've been – and if you played, you know – top-tier college sports, you're used to the discipline and the rigor and the focus that it takes. And that's very, a very trans, those are very transferable skills. Oh yeah, but if you've okay. already worked you know, That software. sounds good, but it's, I think it sounds better than it, it, it is. I've got to go to an ad uh, because of all these disruptions, we're halfway through the show already. I haven't done one ad, but I'm going to come back to this, okay? <laughs> everybody think about it for a minute. Hey, everybody, Recruiting Animal here for PC Recruiter. My sponsor, Martin Snyder, is the boss over there. I'll spell his last name for you, S-N-Y-D-E-R. All names are confusing on the radio. It's Martin Snyder is the boss over at PC Recruiter, and you know what he says? He says, I love 
user-friendly. And I love intuitive because that's what a lot of ATS systems, that's how they brand themselves. Oh, we're simple. We're easy to use, right? But he says some things are too user-friendly. You know what user-friendly could mean? That something's missing. That's why it's so simple. But over a PC recruiter, they don't miss anything. And you know why? Because their software is, stay with me, configurable. You buy it, and then you adjust it to suit yourself. They don't tell you how to work. They make software that lets you decide that yourself. And if you're afraid that you're not technical enough and you're not going to be able to figure out how to configure your software, well, they've got a team to support you, and they're super friendly. We've had lots of people on this show attest to that, okay? So anyway, I just want to tell you, it doesn't matter if you're a solo operator or a member of a big recruiting firm. PC Recruiter shapes itself to suit you because, you know what, they love you. And they believe that if you love something, set it free. That's why they make software that you can customize yourself. So check them out at PCRecruiter.net. Okay, Michael G. Cox. You're a down-to-earth yep. guy usually, although you know, you'll know you do anything to betray me, just like everybody else. What's your take on this pompous uh, declaration, I think, by, uh, by our good friend Alan Fleur, that, uh, yeah, if you, see, if you see someone is in sports or music, you can make wild, huge assumptions about them. Uh, you know what? I- I'm a little too modest to, to, to follow that route. What's your take I think on it? I think it, it can be dangerous. Uh, especially in sales recruiting, you get managers that think that uh, one thing equals many, many others. So they're often looking for uh, a, a an athlete in sales, and uh, I, I I rarely see I, I I don't see very much correlation between the two. Uh, success in sports and success in um, whatever. Uh, it, it, that's not the correlating factor. There are many other things that could be the correlating factors. Well, what about cheerleaders or Eagle Scouts? Any takes on those? Just as uh, relevant as sports, and I don't find it very relevant. Yeah, I now, think I it, it, I'm, I'm not going to focus on recruiting cheerleaders or recruiting football players or baseball players. I'm going to focus Some on do. finding individuals do. that have done and can do and want to do again. Hey, ladies, good. You reverse that animal, it works a little bit better. I used to recruit for executive chefs when I was at Sodexo. And if you get talking to the chefs and you tell them about a Bernays sauce that you made or something, all of a sudden they can relate to you. So I think sometimes if you share a bit about yourself, it can work in reverse. That's something different entirely. It's, it's you know interesting, Kathy, but it's not what Alan was talking about. Now I got to tell you, something. it's all a big if I had a self, If I had a yeah, self, Alan, someone, I think a, was a, touching a, on it. I don't. I think that we're we're saying that sharing of hobbies can open up yeah, the eyes of the other person. Think, yeah, not, we're talking about the candidates' hobbies, not yours. But let me say something. If I had to hire somebody to sell assessments, personal assessment systems. I would hire Alan. He does a great job, even though I don't believe it, okay? I would believe it while I was listening to him. He was terrific. Now, now Ashley Cooper is recruiting these IT people. You know, Chris Schwackover was here last week, and he said when he's recruiting IT people, he doesn't care about anything else they do. He only he, he wants them to be a little normal and make sure they have the technical uh, skills to do the job. And it sounds to me like Ashley Cooper is a level-headed guy, and that's his point of view as well. Am I right, Ashley? Yes, exactly right. Good, good. Now, you say, Ashley, you have a long article about recruit what recruiting isn't, and you say, number one, it's not bashing the phone for new customers day in and day out. That's telesales. Well, we call it telemarketing over here, and that's what recruiting is. You're 100% wrong on almost all of these. Okay, It's an Anybody ironic article. Yeah. Oh, it's ironic. Well, it's a little too subtle for me. Is that what you're saying? It's, it's, it's all I'm those saying, things. I'm saying recruitment is all those things, yeah? Oh, okay, yeah. I mean, I was ready to talk about this for a half an hour. And I'm pointing the finger pull- at, yeah, you know. No, no, I don't know. You, you pulled the rug out from under me. Well, tell me, what but were you going to say? I'm pointing the finger at people who think that, 
it is not any of those things. You know, it's more it's more to highlight what a recruiter has to do to be a successful recruiter to people who are not recruiting all these jobs. Yeah. Uh-huh. All uh-huh. these things. Now, one thing I one thing in your list I didn't understand. You said you talked about analyzing a proposition, extracting all the value from it in a comparison to a competitive proposition. What does that mean? Like you've got a candidate with two offers and you're analyzing them and, and representing them to the candidate and trying to argue for one against the other. What does that mean? Analyzing a yeah. proposition. Yeah, looking okay. looking at everything in 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 a job description and and pulling out all of all the value from it. You know, so an example would be if a client has a nice nice to have skills list and the candidate doesn't have them, then they become training opportunities. So it's taking anything within that and, and making sure you get all the value out of that so you can sell that 110% to a candidate and there's no gray area. Like if he looks at the spec and says, oh, I don't have Python or I don't have this, you could say, hang on, this if you don't have it, that's no worry. That's That's a training opportunity for you to learn that because these guys are into this stuff. Well, if they want to hire someone who doesn't have what they're looking for, yeah, but that's very no, rare in my world. Desirable skills, desirable skills, yeah. Oh, desirable, oh, essential desirable. skills, yeah. You know what? You know, I want to get back to those interview questions, but let me say something else first. You list on your LinkedIn profile the kind of searches you like, and I have to say some of them surprise me. You say, we like the space where candidates are difficult to find. We love the roles, the jobs that have been worked to death by everybody else and are still open. And yet here you are going uh, looking for people in a place where everybody can find them on job boards. Uh, are you saying that you are really good at, at you know, hey, uh, Miss, uh, hey, Miss uh, Client, uh, give me your hardest. Throw, throw your hardest job at me, and I'll fill it by going to some job board. Is that what your logic is? Maybe, but the 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 the, the the reasoning behind working those jobs isn't where you're going to find the candidates. The reason is in the client is feeling you're more likely to get a retainer on those kind of roles. And if you, if you get a retainer, you then reshape the role because you go back with some reasons why it's still open, some reasons why everyone's worked it and nobody's filled it. You change the parameters of the role and it becomes an easily fillable role which you have on a retainer instead of a contingent role that no one's really working. I don't know. Do you have a real story? Uh, I... oh, go ahead, Kathy. You want to attack them? Go uh, ahead. No, I, I mean, I worked with Sally where we had roles where maybe three people in the country did it. You know, and I just don't see how you could re um, revamp the role so that anybody could do it. I, yeah, but I, I mean, obviously, if you're really really specialist i mean you're looking for somebody to fly an airplane around and, and, and what have you but we're talking about run-of-the-mill it roles here that perhaps have layers of skills in terms of technical skills because the infrastructure is layered around certain systems and finding that combination becomes very different very difficult so working out where you can place compromises because that setup doesn't exist in another environment so replacing somebody because they've got x y and z you have a real life example do you have a real life example for us uh yeah uh, um, remember any a company using oracle even just using oracle system a couple of years back had six seven months worth of of candidates you know six seven months worth of recruiters looking at this role not filling the role we went across and just said look this is We'll tell you why. We did some some analysis work on, on the salary level, geographic spread, which we could use our job boards for because we can go back to the client and say, hey, there's 50 people in your geographic region with this. There's 20 of these work at competitors or there's no competitors. And we put some reasoning behind why the job hadn't been filled rather than just not filling it. We sold a retainer. We filled the job in six weeks because we – change the parameters of the job we up the salary a little bit we move the goalpost slightly to fit what was in the what what we could find and this client was happy analytical boards at all you know some of the analytical niche boards that tell you the available candidates in your geographic region for that particular role now you can pull that from the job boards and if you ask the job boards they'll furnish you with that information but i use 
uh, a board called IT Jobs Watch, which is very good at picking up adverts regionally for different skills and giving you the average, the average advertised salary in that region. So obviously, if you if you use that site, they've been going for a number of years. Their their, their information is um, you can read a lot from their information. It will give you it will give you a UK of that. It'll give you a London rate for that. It'll give you you know, if you go on there and you search for something in a region and there isn't any data, it's a sign itself that, you know, these candidates are not really in this area. So you're going to have to look at paying for somebody to relocate or, right. you know. Yeah. Thank you. Okay. Al- Alan Floor, do you have a take on that? Any interest in, in, in addressing that, that question? Because it's kind of... It's interesting. It's it's kind of deceptive. Yeah, you give me your hardest role, but really what I'm going to do is I'm going to change the, the definition of the role for you, right? It's a bit. There's a bit of bait and switch in there, and I'm not against that if it makes sense, and, and he's making a good argument for it. Anybody else want to comment on that? Alan? Mike? No? The only okay. thing that's, you know, if it works, then great. It's kind of like it, it, it you know, some people are complaining about or, or not agreeing with him going to job boards that his clients have access to, if that is indeed the case. If that's working and they're not accessing that, then keep doing it. Um, you don't yeah, have to overcomplicate things. This is different. This is, this is, you're saying, give me your hardest search, and the real intention behind it is you, you assume that search is somehow, <laughs> it's, it's poorly, uh, poorly uh, conceived. And so what you're going to do is just say, look, let's knock off a few of these requirements, and it's very fillable. That, you're going in with a, a sort of a, an unstated intention. Uh, do you follow me? I agree with Animal. Yeah. I, I hate to be down on the guest, but I really well, agree with you on that We're not down on the guest. He's, he's here for a discussion. Okay, <laughs> he's one tough cookie. He's a tough cookie. Now, I want to ask okay. that question. Uh, Alan, I mean, I, I, actually, I told you I want to ask you a question. Um, what do you know, or what do you think you might know that other recruiters don't that you think maybe they should know? I'm going to do an ad to let you think about that for a second. Hey, everybody, last week I told you there was once a movement didn't really get off the ground to get Hire Tool, H-I-R-E-T-U-A-L, to pull their advertising off of this show. And you know what? I told the guy who was organizing it, you go and tell Hire Tool, I support your movement because Hire Tool doesn't need me. People are advertising about it for free all over Facebook. They're saying, I love Hire Tool. I love Hire Tool. And if that's going on, what do they need me for, right? Okay? So I'm not afraid of losing that client because I already know, you know, it's like I've died already. Just like that guy said, I can't remember, what was the Homer's friend on <laughs> on the Simpsons, I'm already dead, okay? But anyway, right now, since they're still paying me, I'm going to tell you how good it is, okay? What is Hire Tool? It's a full-service sourcing tool. You tell it what you want, and it writes search strings for you. You can be ignorant and not know anything about Boolean. You can be stupid and not know anything about Boolean. Whatever the reason, it's going to do it for you. You don't have to do it yourself. And then it gives you a, a list back ranked from top to bottom of people who are matched to your uh, search, right? And it tells, you, it tells you who's best for the job. It guesses what their salary might be. It guesses uh, if they're ready to make a move. And it searches a ton of sites, Facebook, GitHub, LinkedIn, okay? Okay, nobody's answering, but I'll go on myself. If you want to see a demo, get in touch with Nintran, N-I-N-H. I've sat in on his demos. He's a nice guy. He tells you, bring a hard search, just like Ashley does. Bring one of your hard searches. I'll run it through Hire Tool. While you're here sitting with me, we'll see what happens. And then he doesn't pressure you, okay? doesn't pressure you to buy. He says, you know, think it over. Come back to me. He's not a high-pressure salesman. I was going to make an illusion to that guy, <laughs> that one well, something in the news, but I don't want to. I better not do that. I be, I get in trouble sometimes from my illusions. Okay. Anyway, get in touch with Nintran. This this ad's going all over the place. He'll do the demo for you at h i r e t u a l dot com, and they've also got a, a free extension. You can check it out even for contact. Uh, it finds contact information 
really well, and you can test that even before you do anything else. Oh, boy, what an ad. Hey, I hope they're not listening. But if and if they are, I'm going to bail you in, okay? Now, uh, back to Ashley Cooper. Have you been thinking about that question? What do you know that would benefit our listeners the most as a recruiter? Um, you don't I have to answer. Say most... nothing. Say nothing. I, yeah, I know okay. the same things as everybody else. Go ahead. Well, I mean, most things are common knowledge, but it's whether you put them into practice. I mean, most descriptions want, uh, are unrealistic um, in IT, certainly. Um, most clients are looking for price reductions in, in services, but they don't really want a service level. So um, one of the things I do is I'll, I'll ask for commitment on a hiring cycle of a week or 10 days end to end and then offer a reduction on that rather than a reduction for exclusivity. So everybody pushes for being exclusive or retained, but some clients, you can't make them pay a retainer. They've, they've got a contingent model that they're happy with. If you enter that and they ask you for a reduction, just get some agreed parameters for interviews and things, you know, that people forget that. No, but that uh, what do, what you, do could, you mean when you say parameters for interviews? So you say, okay, I'll, I'll reduce my fee, but this is what I want in return. So don't speak in generalities. What are we talking about there actually? Okay. So I, I send you, I send you a candidate who's interested, fits the profile and you turn his application round in 10 days. So I could give the candidate a definite Within 10 days, you're going to know if this job is yours or not. Okay, so you, you get them to commit firmly to a time frame. Uh, they're not going to drag your feet like so many of these uh, bozos do, okay? So that, that's essentially that's what you're saying. Yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll cut your fee if you treat me right, essentially. What and I can cut my anyway. fee because I only have to do the work once. If, I, if they take longer uh -huh. than three weeks, the candidate's got another job, so I have to do the work again, and then they take three weeks again. That next candidate's found another job. You know, so recruiters are lots of your candidates. Lots of your candidates considering more than one position. I would say, yeah, yeah. Okay. Animal, how does, you, guess, how does he get his clients? I, I'd kind of like to know that. Do you market? Actually, okay. Do you cold call? What do you do? Yeah, I pre, I kind of cold call or cold email, however you want to call that. I, I kind of tend to track vacancies. So look at when they were first indexed in Google, look at how many adverts are out there for it, look if they're using recruiters, track them on a spreadsheet, three months down the line, job's still open, hit the hiring manager and say, look, this has been going for three months. You still open. I can tell you why. And then we hit the, yeah. Mm -hmm. what, what now kind you of said you... you Go, go ahead. Who's asked? Who's somebody asked a question there? Yeah, it's Rich. It's Rich Rosen. I just, what kind of fees are you getting when you're doing this? Maybe fifteen percent, twenty percent in London. Fifteen percent. Ouch. Right. I think the fees are. I mean, that's pretty pretty standard in the U. Fifteen percent. I know people will say that they're getting higher, but I think often that's that's not the case. If you if you look around, especially outside London. You know, that, that seems to be the going rate. You said you check to see if these, you know, companies are already using recruiters. How do you know that? Do all the recruiters post ads? It doesn't sound like you post ads. Yeah, a lot of the recruit. Yeah, we post ads on the same job boards that we spent. A lot of recruiters just take the spec, the job spec, and just literally yeah. paste it up onto an ad. I mean, you can... You can just Google a strap line on the and see straight away how many people are you know in this role um, and get an idea of the the quality of the recruiters. We never do that. We write we write fresh copy on every advert if we do produce adverts. Yeah, I got a question about that. You say in one of your articles write job ads that are more than job descriptions, and you say think of this acronym Moscow. I've never heard of that. What does Moscow mean? Yeah, it's what they use in um, in agile software development. Yeah. What does it stand for? So thinking about thinking about things that that, that a job must have. Yeah. So it's it's used in. Or if if I write an advert, the article is more about um, looking at 
must haves, should haves, could haves, won't haves. You know, and that's a it's, it's, it comes from um, prioritization. Prioritizing. Of, okay, you prioritize. You prioritize the requirements. Yeah. That's what that means. You also say avoid chickens and empower only the pigs in your team to make hiring decisions. I like it, but I don't know what it means at all. Avoid the chickens, empower the pigs. Okay, so the pigs are the people who are really... Did we lose them again? Did we lose them again? Just when he was going to tell us what the pigs are, and I don't think this was a reference to George Orwell. Yeah, he, uh, he's still here. He's still on the line. Actually, oh, yeah, I don't, yeah, I haven't gone anywhere. I haven't gone anywhere. So, okay, well, the pig is, the, is the decision maker, right? The chicken the is just the there decision. in the meeting. Oh, okay. Like, so this is your client. The pig is your client, in other words, right? Yeah, but if you have too many people involved, you might have a load of chickens involved in the process, and they're putting their input uh-huh. in, but that's not the hiring manager. So. Uh-huh. You really how do you, just how do you to... sideline the chickens? How do you sideline the chickens and crack their eggs? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you don't know? You just you told get us a hand what of, we you have to, to have do. How do you avoid them? Well, you could avoid them by, you know, getting a handle on what the hiring process is, understanding how many people are going to be there, and preparing the candidate for that. Okay. I mean, yeah, you can't you always think... avoid these people, but okay. the idea is okay. to well, just have the hiring manager. I've, I've read lots of times, don't let point. too many people get involved into the uh, hiring process. You know, a committee where people compromise on some, on someone, you know, they don't really like that much, but they just have to find a consensus. It's not going to work, okay? What yeah. about your top five extensions? Sounds like you don't use Chrome extensions to, to search anything. Am I right about that? You're not interested in those sourcing tools am i right uh yeah i don't actually not not really i use kind of like um you know x-ray searching maybe if 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 i'm looking for something but it's it's i'm usually looking for the name of a hiring manager rather than a candidate did you ever take um, any courses in in recruiter training or sourcing have you ever taken yeah any I did, courses? um yeah i did a course many years ago um placement 2000 mm-hmm. which was uh, arbp um, course. It was a long time ago, um, and a few did IT you like courses. It? Did, you, did you get anything out of it? Did yeah, you like the, it? It was the, the the you know thirty steps or whatever of, of recruitment. I mean, it's yeah. Okay, I've got a question for you about writing ads. Uh, I've read articles when where they say that you know you've got to watch your words. Some words are you know going to turn women off, like. You don't use the word like tackling a project. You, you know, that's too masculine. Uh, women aren't going to like that kind of violent imagery. Uh, are you sensitive to that, or is it primarily men that you're placing anyway? Yeah, I think well, it, it is primarily, but there's, I don't think there's anything. There's just less women in IT. That's all. Uh-huh. Well, so but you're not be. worried about your words. Are you worried about your, you know, the gender uh, sensitivities related to your vocabulary? No, not at all. I mean, you just okay. write it. And okay. I'm not. Okay. 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 And how do you contact people primarily the first time? Phone, email, text? Because you've got people's resumes with all their contact information on it. You don't have to yeah, discover it, I assume. Yeah, you you would look straight away, phone them, leave a message. If you, if they don't answer, send them a text, send them an email move on to the next one and then obviously as those things come back deal with them when they come in do you, do you leave voicemail do people uh check their voicemail yeah, I leave do voicemails. Leave voicemail? yeah yeah uh-huh yeah. do people answer them do people answer them yeah, yeah most people come back i mean if you leave a you're not going to try and sell them something but if you just highlight the resume is still on a job board and you you know they they might have forgotten about that or they might they might they might know it's still there. You know they might have registered a year ago, then decided they didn't want a job, and so they stayed uh-huh. in their job. And then you phone them and they say, actually, yeah, I'm I'm still interested. You know, so 
I think people come back. I mean, you sometimes have to leave two or three messages, right? Some people. How many will you leave? How many? How many will you leave? How many messages? Okay, if I'm working on something that is a, a elusive assignment, somebody's paid me a retainer. Somebody, I'll just keep leaving messages until the person says stop or like talk 100? to me. Maybe it's not a hundred. It's usually about five or six messages, and somebody will say, "Oh, sorry for not calling you back," or you know. Uh huh. Uh huh. I got to do another ad. Okay. I got to do another ad. PC Recruiter. I'm back for PC Recruiter, and this ad's going to be a little more coherent than the last one I did. Okay, and I haven't drank. I don't drink. Okay. I've heard that you have to say things over and over again to get people to remember them. I was just asking the, you know, the, the guest today, how many voicemails do you have to leave? Well, I have to say things over and over again on this show for you to remember them. And the things I have to say over and over again are the slogans I use for PC recruiters. So there's four of them I'm going to give you right now. Number one, big or small, we fit them all. You can be a solo recruiter or a big recruiting team at a giant corporation. And you know what? It doesn't matter because PC Recruiter is good for everyone. And you know why? Number two, PC Recruiter is configurable. They let you decide what your recruiting software is going to look like. They don't force their workflow management ideas on you. And you know why? Number three, because PC Recruiter believes in individuality and personal freedom, all the American values. And you know why? Because number four, PC Recruiter loves you. They do. So check them out at PCRecruiter.net. Rich Rosen, if you're still here, I'd like to hear if you've got a question. I'm still here, but I don't have a question. <laughs> why not? I'm, wor- I- I'm working. Why not? I'm listening to Okay, you're working. Fine. Uh, no, no, go ahead. <laughs> go ahead. But I guess I'm going to guess that, that Ashley Cooper, my guest today, he doesn't scour the Internet looking for people's blogs to find out what kind of food they like or what kind of cooking they like to do. And uh, he, he to find some <laughs> point of commonality to put that in his email or mention it in the voicemail. Hey, it's Ashley Cooper. You know, I was, uh, I'm a headhunter, but I happen to be reading your blog, and I, I saw that you love making grilled cheese sandwiches, and you know what? So do I. Okay? You don't, <laughs> you don't do that, do you, Ashley? You don't waste time doing that, no. do you? <laughs> no, not at all. Okay, no. lots of people I mean, do. Lots of people do. Okay, you mean what? If it works, then hey, you know, lots of different things work in, oh, in recruitment. You're, you, uh, you're picking up Michael G. Cox's argument. Hey, if it works, don't argue with it, right? But obviously, you don't think it's necessary. You don't think you don't think if you need that. If you want to make five calls a day, it's fantastic. Okay, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's great. Well, you know what? I read an article uh, about this uh, recruiter at Yahoo, and she said she spends at least twenty minutes looking for that information before she writes uh, an email. <laughs> Recruiting an email. Look at what y'all are doing. Yeah, look where, look where they are. Okay, uh, let me see. <laughs> Has anyone ever given you bad advice about recruiting? Or, uh, Ashley, have you ever read any, you know, articles? Because, obviously, you, you write articles. Have you read, read anybody else's articles that you thought offered bad advice? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I can't think of them now, but things like counter offers and stuff, people are saying, you know, don't make a counter offer and all this sort of stuff. But, uh, you know, that that's bad advice. I mean, people people take a counter offer for many reasons, you know, and people are undervaluing their job and then they, they highlight to their boss they got an offer somewhere else. He says, whoa, you know, don't go, please. Sorry. Sorry, we've undervalued you. Here, take some more money and stay. You know, whether that's because it's cost effective or whether they just genuinely just said, hey, he's happy. I mean, what I have learned is if people are not happy, if they don't say anything, nothing changes. People don't just come and give people pay rises or pats on the back. You know, sometimes you have to bang your own drum a little bit. And I see a lot of articles saying don't accept a counter offer because if you do leave in the next three months, Guaranteed. You know, I never see any evidence for that. Never see any supportive okay. evidence. Very good. Very good. Okay. Do you ask um, this question? What are the con- you know, if you're getting a, 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 a search assignment or a job order, do you say what are the consequences to you, Mr. Hiring Manager, if we don't get this role filled in the next 
two weeks or, or whatever. Is that an important question? Well, maybe as part of a spin to, to, to just understand whether you can put some urgency around interview timescales and things. I mean, it's a little bit, you know, I might ask a similar question to that, yeah. Okay, my final question. Uh, rejecting candidates, how do you do it? Somebody likes a job, they went out to an interview, they're not getting I phone them up. What do you I say? Phone, I, ph- I phone them up and just say, look, you know, got some news, not good news, I'm afraid, and then you're kind of setting the scene. And then, and then I like to give them feedback why, and I like to challenge that with the hiring, you know, with the decision maker if that's wrong. So I would like to clarify if they say, oh, his attitude was – he would rather do X, Y, Z. And then I want to speak to the candidate. I'll say, look, this is the reason. If you want me to go back, I'm happy to go back and say, you've misunderstood him. Um, there's a lot of lost in translation around uh, candidates. that uh, English is not their first language. Um, many years ago, I sent a guy for an interview. When I was a young recruiter, I teed a guy up on email for a job. He turned up. I'd phoned him, said, are you okay for this interview? He said, yes. I worked out afterwards that all he'd really said to me was yes. I had been him all the answers. He just said yes. He turned up to the client. The client said it was like a game of charades. He couldn't understand a word the guy was saying. You know, so sometimes there's a bit of lost in translation, and that's I like to challenge it, but I do it by phone. And obviously, some people are disappointed. But if you give them the reason you're not always 100% sure it's the real reason. And some clients just say no. You know, somebody else was better. Um, uh-huh. No, you were close, but this guy was better than you. Right, fine. This guy lived nearer, for whatever that is, you know? Yeah, like that, guy who was playing charades. that guy who was playing charades, did you place him? No, I didn't. He was a, he was a Lotus no, Nose okay. developer. Yeah, yeah, you're the first. You're the first person who's ever told us that you actually give real feedback to the candidate, and if they uh, if they challenge it, you actually take their challenge back to the uh, to the client. Uh, and uh, you gave us that example, but it didn't work. So I don't know how you know good a technique that that really is. I got to do one final ad, okay, and then 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 we'll just wrap it up. Hey, everybody, Honeit H O N E I T is a phone interview technology. Phone interview technology. Remember that, okay? Number one, the candidate. Here's how it works. Number one, the candidate and recruiter dial into an interview, just like they would ordinarily, and they have the regular interview. Only thing is, listen to this. It's recorded, okay? So you have an audio recording. You don't have to worry if you're a recruiter if uh, you know you miss a word or uh, some detail or even if you misunderstand something. I'll explain that in a second. Number two, it's turned into a transcript. This audio recording is turned into a transcript that you can read and search you know, by keywords. Okay? So you are not going to miss anything. You don't have to worry about taking notes. Okay? Number three, remember what I said? You, you don't understand some technical aspect of the interview, right? But you just pass the interview on then to some other member of the hiring team or the hiring manager. They'll probably understand it. You don't have to worry about understanding everything. And if there's an important question, you know it in advance. The hiring manager says, this is an essential issue. So you just press a little button. And then you have the conversation about that issue with the candidate. When you get to the end, you press another button, and that part of the conversation is separated as a clip. And you can send that off to anybody on the hiring team, and they can zero in on the issues that are key to them. Anything else I can tell you about that? Hmm, I don't think so. I think that pretty well wraps it up. Then is the guy at Honeit, and it's H-O-N-E-I-T dot com. Don't forget that. Coming back to my guest, Ashley Cooper, do you have any parting words? I, no, I've enjoyed, enjoyed it. Even it's, though we had... Go, it's we'll a ahead, first, sorry. you know, it's a first for me, this kind of thing. Um, yeah. Yeah, is it? Yeah. Okay, well, you know what? There's lots of British say. guys... Everybody's got a show now, and there's all those shows on Recruiter Zone. Uh, you should, you should, you should go on them. I mean, I prepped you. You know, you'll never find a show like this where you've got Kathy 
coming after you. And Allen and Michael G. Cox, low-key but dangerous. Rich Rosen, okay? You won't have that anywhere else. So, you know, you've kind of ran the gauntlet here, okay? So, anyway. Yeah, enjoy his, his, if you want to connect, you. if you want to connect with him, <laughs> if, you want, if you want to connect with this guest of mine, it's ITS Cooper Two. Please change that Twitter address, but well, that's an easy place Cooper. to find. It's 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 Cooper. It's Cooper. Yeah, that stinks. Okay, it's not just it's Cooper. It's Cooper Two. Yeah, it's but awful, you know why? Okay, trust me. <laughs> trust me. <laughs> Ashley Cooper. Thank you. Oh, I have to say, no banning on this show. Nobody's that bad. Uh, and you know, no, here's what? the deal. Here's guess. the deal. The dude is full of negative energy, and I'm just saying, I simply don't. My the after show is not about negativity. It's not you know about what, Gary. Wh- what? Gary, if yeah. you open your eyes, you'd see he talks to you just like you talk to me. It's constantly animal is an idiot. Everything he says is nonsense. I no, used to like the no, show, no. but now it's nothing. Yeah. I don't kick you off. Hey. I don't kick you off the show, and hey, you're, you're not going to kick him off, okay? Hey, I just don't need it. If if he man, is man, ready man, to man. say the... Uh, I don't think that can be underestimated. Well, Marco, let me That is I'm shocking. I'm just jumping in to say that is shocking. Okay, I'm isn't back to funny? Isn't that funny? When I start to talk, finally get a chance to start talking, the mouthpiece comes in. Go ahead, Jer. Take over. Well, you know, it's like you're a puppet, and, um, and Jerry's... It's Jerry's voice. Or the, he's the ventriloquist. <laughs> hey, I was just interjecting. I'm not taking over. I was just interjecting. 